Hello, and welcome to episode three of Book Sniffer. I'm Nick. I'm Lindsay. And, oh, we got a sniff. Ready? We, yep. <laughs> so. That was extra. How about we start with, uh, how, was, how was your week? How's it going? Um, Good. It's March break. It is. Uh, so I feel like we're in one of those other time vortexes where vortexes is that a word vortex it's a time vortex is, did you just ask if vortex is a word? <laughs> yeah. you read smart books sometimes um anyways what day is it saturday thank you so <laughs> we're both very tired i have i had the worst sleep ever last night and uh we've been yeah it's been a fun week actually i've i've enjoyed I've enjoyed March break. It's been nice to spend some time with the kids and um, and all that. But I've had probably the worst reading week of my life. I think I've read, well, I mean, and you, you're the opposite. You've had an amazing I've, week. I've had a really good week. I don't get it. I, I'm picking up steam a little bit. But yeah, I probably between last Friday and Thursday, I, I'm, I probably read about 30 pages. Ooh. I know. That's okay. It's going to happen. You'll get back on that horse. I'm going to start doing this thing where I I don't fill in. I'm going to let you do the fill-ins here. That's rude. <laughs> oh, I had an amazing reading week. I'm at 12 books read this month. I think I read eight last week. Maybe seven this week. This well, since the last episode, eight, eight books. So a book a day, pretty much. Incredible. Thank you. It's my superpower. Yeah. Oh man, I I wish I could do that. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like you can read. Uh, well, first of all, the kids kind of like they leave you alone a little bit, which is nice. <laughs> I think it's because they don't leave me alone. That's, they that's know. A big thing. Yeah. They know. They know. They know. Okay. They're like, okay, mom, she's looking at her Kindle. We know what she's reading. We, I don't even want to think about it. They do not know what I'm reading. It's disgusting, mom. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to the second floor. Where's dad? Don't be such a prude. (laughs) But yeah. So, um, what's, uh, tell me, I, you're, you're probably going to have, um, in terms of recent reads and all that, you're going to have way more to talk about than I am. So, what um what are the highs and lows? Um, the best and worsts. So yeah, I read a four book series by new to me author Olivia Hale, and I think I had just started the first book during the last episode, um, but it's a billionaire series. So the first one is Enemies to Lovers. Uh, it starts with a one night stand, and then I thought that the first book was really good um I kind of compared it to Lauren Asher Lauren Asher I think that's it Lauren Asher's um the fine print and I just did it (laughs) (laughs) um in I didn't I didn't not like the fine print but I thought that the male main character being a billionaire he was very like full of himself and pretentious and 
it, that, that it just didn't work for me. Um, I found him to be like a bit childish and annoying. Um, so yeah, the, the book by Olivia Hale is called The Billion Dollar Enemy. Yes, he's like the whole series is based off of these men who are billionaires, but at the same time, they're not douchey about it. They're not like rubbing it in your face that they're, they're not holding it over your head. Like I'm a billionaire. I have all this money better than you. So I think I liked it better from that standpoint. Um, book two was, I'm trying to remember now. They're all friends. Oh, so book two is. Billionaires club. No, they're all billionaires. Book two is about um, <clears throat> the billionaire from the first book. It's his sister and his best friend. Um, that one was really, really good. I really liked that one a lot. Uh, book three is where it kind of lost me a little bit because it one of, mm, one of my least favorite tropes is surprise pregnancy. Uh, and this is like the whole book was so good. It was shaping it to be my favorite of the series and then there's a surprise pregnancy spoiler that, alert that's a thing in movies too that i don't love it's like it, it just kind of takes away from the entire thing like it suddenly becomes uh like he's staying because he feels obligated and that's which he, is not sexy no and he went from being like <laughs> this so he it's an age the third book is an age gap she is technically um like not his student but like he came and did like a guest lecture at her university mm-hmm. there's there what he does for his profession she wants to go into she ends up living next door to him because she's house sitting and that's how it begins and it's going really really well and you're like oh he's like such a nice man like and he already has kids because he's a single dad as well and then all of a sudden she's like Oh my god! Like she and she feels horrible about it. It's a total accident. And then he's yeah. immediately like, "You just want my money. You did this to trap me." And I was like, "You are an asshole." <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, just... that seems like a big safety net. Uh, like I was gonna say in in movies and TV shows too. It's like if they if things are going really smoothly and they can't figure out a way to have some sort of like arc or the third act, like it's like conflict or anything. Yeah. It's like ah, well, what if? Uh, what if she's just pregnant (laughs) it's like uh, I hate it (laughs) so anyways the third book is where they lost me with the surprise pregnancy but then book four came back and book four ended up being probably tied for my favorite of the series um it's the billionaire from the third book it's his little brother and it is like a second chance romance where he and his childhood best friend come across each other after not seeing each other for 10 years and i thought it was really sweet they both ha- like both nice. characters have a lot of growth in the series or in those in the book i should say wow that's great that's crazy oh you're already bored <laughs> no i'm not no i'm not this uh that sounds that sounds cool so you read all four of those uh this week yes wow and like what's like a what do they roughly run at lengthwise um, I think the longest one was 350 pages. Okay, so those are like... It's and the like a... shortest, I think, was like 280. Wow. Okay, well, I'm depressed again. I was going to say, like, tell me these are like 100-page books. No, <laughs> they're not novellas. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, you're reading some cowboy thing. Oh, so, okay, what I wanted to mention with 
one of my favorite things about so there's obviously like that really big quote that goes along with reading books and that you can live like a thousand lives and be a thousand different people and go on a thousand different journeys have a thousand different boyfriends yeah exactly (laughs) Um, that's what you really want to say isn't it no but I was gonna say (laughs) with these like new romance books you technically do like you you know you always hear people say like I have a book boyfriend and like you know with Akatar like Resand is my book boyfriend or like my book husband or whatever and I feel like in the last week I've had so many polar opposite book boyfriends I've dated billionaires I've dated an F1 driver I'm now dating cowboys girl you're getting a like a broad spectrum of uh male talent for sure some of them are and you not got me. look at me the f1 driver was not not great no didn't like that one you know what i don't really i don't like just from my perspective i don't really see f1 drivers being that appealing um it was like they're not even him i think it was just the book in general had like this okay. really weird flow to it really weird like and like it's... imagine a romance book with max verstappen no <laughs> he's so awkward yeah, we, yeah i think that's i think because we follow f1 yeah that's what was so weird to me um for sure for sure but then i was like oh we like f1 so i should definitely read these f1 books there's four of them um i read the first one i don't know if i will continue right away with the other three i'll say that okay yeah, you know, I was trying to think. You said you had all these uh, book boyfriends. I don't know if I have a book girlfriend yet. You know? What about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> like Galadriel? Or... Okay, mm. oh, I like Galadriel and Arwen. Okay, fine. Thank you for answering that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that kind of funny, though? Like, I feel like, you know... I've read I've read a fair amount now, and it, the, the books there aren't really a ton of books that are geared the opposite way. Where it's like, I was, and this is kind of I was trying to figure this out last week because I want to read some more romance books, but I was trying to figure out some that are kind of more geared towards guys, um, maybe from like, not from like the male perspective, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's like the Instead of the guy being like the, it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh my god, she's so hot. But okay, so. But and I know that exists in a lot of these romance books, but it's not. No. The same. It's not the same. I think, I think it could be. Yeah. I am a female that enjoys a man. You. (laughs) So reading these books, I'm looking at the female protagonist as, you know, what do I have in common with this person? Whereas the man, I'm like, oh, I like that. Yes, lean against a door frame and... Yeah, but this is the thing I'm finding. A lot of the stuff that's written in these books, I, maybe it's not so much that there isn't, like, the guy Do you and know the girl, how... No. But I, I feel like, at least in the ones that I've read, read and kind of, like, f- flipped through, it's um the way they're written is just, like, this is not appealing. for Like, I don't want all this... I don't want like all this romance stuff. Like I just want like something. Yes, fun. because you you're not I mean? romantic. Yeah, but that's like. So you should read you know these I mean? books to know what women want. I guess I kind of just contradict myself. Like you I want to read romance and books, you know but I want many... it to be like more mm-hmm. fun love and not just like oh, he's. It, it is fun love. 
But do you know how many times? Do you know how many yeah. how many books I have read that goes into like explicit detail about a woman giving a man a blowjob? Yeah, that's, that's not great, that's like, not for the girl. That's for the guy. Yeah. Well, is it though? Yes. Is it? Especially Tess, when Tessa Bailey seems pretty into that i would say based on the conversation she had i know but they're also putting that in so that if men read these books they're like oh yeah that's what i'm talking about (laughs) but that's not even really what i'm talking about i'm kind of like the actual storyline of it it would it would be fun if it was um just uh i'm having a hard time putting my words together but explain explain this i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep reading and then i'll have a better idea of what i'm talking about (laughs) and we'll we'll go from there but so what you're saying is you just don't like romance which i mean i already knew that. well no i do like romance (laughs) hey selling me out here i had uh i don't want to hold her hand while walking across the street Ugh, i don't want i don't want to push her to the inside of the sidewalk that's too romantic what's a good book where like it's a strong female character and maybe the guy's a little like on the dumb side all books um <laughs> okay but what i mean is um oh my gosh i wish i had thought more about this before we started recording because i'm trying to just think off the cuff here which is not great for me but um kind of a book where uh, it, the the guy isn't like the savior do you know what i mean the guy isn't like the sweep me off my feet part of the book it's it's kind of maybe it's more like the girl who's like the but they're not being written as it's not being written as the savior. the The common takeaway from all of these romance books is that when you find a person that you want to try and show up for and try and do these small things, it's not like oh, yeah. I have to do this because this is what's expected of me. It's okay. I want to do this because I love this person so much and this would make them happy. <laughs> okay, that's what you're saying. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I kind of, I'm having a really hard time trying to verbalize what I'm kind of <laughs> after here. But so I did, uh, I did kind of put it out there that I was looking for some, you know, these romance books that are maybe more appealing for, for dudes. And I got, it's, again, it was very hard to find suggestions. Like even on all the book subreddits and everything, like it's very sparse. <laughs> um, but uh, two that were recommended were The Rosie Project. Um, and that is by an Australian author whose name I can't remember. And isn't that terrible? I think it's Graham something. But uh, I've, I'm about 100 pages into that one. And it, it is. It's great. It's quirky. Quirky love story. Um, very minimal romance. What is it? Graham, Sim- Graham Simpson? I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and so, I'm yeah, again, I'm about 100 pages deep into that one. Really enjoying it. Um, it's about a professor who I think has autism and is trying to figure out if he can find love. And he forms this questionnaire to give women to see if they pass. And the questions are very funny (laughs) and, um, you know, uh, multiple choice answers too. Um, And he's just met this girl who is, who doesn't fit the bill of any of the questions, but you can kind of tell he's, he likes her, Opposites but his his brain trend. isn't telling him that he likes her. But you can tell by what he's doing that he likes her, and it's it's um it's really enjoyable so far. I'm actually really liking that one. Uh, and the other one was L. Kennedy's The Deal, 
which I think is more just people banging. And so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, You're always so quick to, to... Well, I mean, like, I don't I don't think the Rosie Project is like... I, I'm not really expecting there to be any of that. No, so that would but be with like... this one, I th- like, look at the cover. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, but it's not just about people banging. There's no, going to be... Not. There's going to just be an extra layer of spice to like the you, book. That's what I'm trying to say. You can tell this is going to be a spicy one. Yeah. I, I mean, it literally talks about sex I shouldn't have said the just people the... banging. That's condescending. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. This is I'm what I mean. You need to You need to broaden your spectrum and read more yeah. romance so that you're not just like, ugh, it's just people banging. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. And, and I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> That will be that's a hockey romance. I have not dated a hockey player yet, so oh, well, I'm about to. <laughs> See, that's the thing though. I don't want to date a hockey player. I want to date this girl on the cover. Well, you're not dating the hockey the player. You're dating the girl. Oh, I see what you're getting at here. So I just flip it. Yes. I'm not reading a book to be like, "Oh, I like this girl so much." Maybe if I was a lesbian, but Okay. I am attracted to men, so I'm going to be attracted to the male main character. So her name is Hannah. So maybe yeah. Hannah's going to be my book girlfriend. We'll find maybe. out next week. That's what I mean. You got to just, you have to stop looking at romance as it just <laughs> being for females. Yeah. Romance can be for anybody. No, I know. You're right. And you're attracted to women, so you're going to be like, oh, that I'm Hannah. attracted to women. You're going to be like, Hannah. And dudes. Like some dudes are, you know what I mean? You can blow my whistle any day. What's that guy? Um, Pedro Pascal. That guy could, I could just cuddle. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's my daddy. Oh, God, I hate that word. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on here. What's, uh, did you finish, did you kind of wrap up your reading week? No, I only talked about. Oh, did you have more to, more to chat about? I mean, I don't have to. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, what else did I read? I, oh, so I read a couple of follow-up books to some popular series that I've been reading. I think I might have talked about Twisted last time by Emily McIntyre. I finished it. I think you did, yeah. Is that the, those are like the Disney retellings? Yeah. Like, she calls them Disney retellings, but they're not really, they're like inspired by Disney villains. So this one was inspired by Jafar and Jasmine from Aladdin. Um, but she's just announced that book five is coming out, I think, in September. And that one is going to be... Are you ready for this? Ready. When I, when I became privy to this information, I literally was like, take me to church. Can I guess? Yes. I just gave you a big hint. Take me to church? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I don't know. I was going to say The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, thought, I just thought you liked that no. movie. I don't know. <laughs> the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that's As, cool. Esmeralda and what's the the church dude? Fro. fro. Uh, Quasimodo. No. No. Isn't, the isn't no that... the guy that takes in Quasimodo and like kills his mom. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but I... I'll find it. It's you great. know what, to be honest with you, The Hunchback was not really a, a childhood staple for me. I, I didn't really... I think I watched that one like once or twice. So, 
Oh, what is his name? She's looking it up, ladies and gents. Oh my gosh. Can you believe this? So uh, while she's doing that, how are you guys doing? Are you having a are you guys having a good week? I know it's been March break. If you have kids, it's hard to uh, hard to really get anything done. It's hard to be who you are truly deep down as a person. You kind of just get outside your head and you're like, "What am I doing? Why am I awake already? Why is my house destroyed? Where am I?" But uh, we're gonna make it through. March break's almost over. Um, I mean, it is technically over. We're Saturday now, so Monday's gonna be back to school. Can't wait for that. And it looks like we have a terrible week coming in weather-wise, at least if you're in Ontario. So uh, that's something to look forward to. We've got warmer temperatures, but lots of rain, lots of snow. It's going to be miserable. Uh, Lindsay. Yes. Did okay. you find it? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually looking up the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. That's probably the way to do it. So it is going to be... Okay, it was Frollo. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be between Esmeralda and Claude Frollo and he's the like the priest. I I'm assuming that's what it he Yes. That's blasphemy, I think. Yes. So it's Wait, going, I don't think priests are allowed to do that kind of stuff. So listen. Um the catch line for the book for is he is righteousness, she is sin. Um, Father Cade Frederick is a holy man brought up on the streets of Paris. He has dedicated his life to the church, but there's a monster that lingers just beneath the surface, a sickness, one that bleeds darkness and feeds on the damned. When he's tasked to become the priest uh, in Festival Vermont, a town both beautiful in architecture and riddled with despair, his sickness sings, demanding he rid the place of evil. And then that's when our female Esmeralda comes in. Nice. That sounds really cool. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, is this going to be like a, like a flea bag type of thing? I wonder. Um, so is it priests that can't uh, get married or, or do anything? Or is that minister? I get confused priests, on this stuff. Priests are celibate. Which means? They don't. Celibate means no go? No. Okay. So that'll be a yeah. So I don't know if he's considered a priest or if he's considered a minister because ministers can take. Oh. Hopefully wife. he's a priest because I think that would make the story a little bit more interesting. Well, and it's he's the villain, right? Like every single book is like the villain getting there. Getting there happily getting ever their after. <laughs> cool. Um. All right. Well. Uh, so yeah. So I read Twisted. Um, loved it. It was fantastic. And then I moved on to Radiant Sin by Katie Robert, which is um, her, what is it called? It's a series. Is it the Olympus series? I can't remember. But it's um, her Greek mythology series. This was book four, four or five. It was good. I really liked it. Each book, um, it's set in like present day. So there are the 13 which are like the 13 main gods and goddesses of olympus and they're not like they don't have magical powers it's not like watching disney's hercules or anything like that but um yeah each book follows two different members of the 13 and it's kind of like they're their love story but all of the books are connected so it just kind of keeps going and keeps building okay 
that's just our dogs um our older dog is she's an old lady and she's losing it a little bit <laughs> and uh anytime anyone walks by now she's like bow, 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 bow. and then our one and a half year old german shepherd goes nuts and uh it's a fun fun situation well, that's a, you had a crazy reading week, my darling. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. I, uh, I'm i hoping by next week I can say the same. And a good reading week for me is finishing a book usually. So yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to get there. I'm going to hopefully finish the um, the Rosie Project either today or tomorrow. Uh, today if I'm ambitious. And I did actually, I wanted to mention I started reading Bunny by Mona Awad. I'm only about 50 pages into that one, but what a trip of a book it is um quite interesting i'm very curious to see where this is going not at all what i was expecting um and yeah i just i don't really have a whole lot more to say about it because i'm only 50 pages in but did just want to mention that i started bunny and it is weird it's a horror. And it's good weird yeah and i didn't know it was a horror book so i was going into it thinking oh this will be like a light kind of funny thing and it is actually quite funny so far mm-hmm. but it's uh there's something going on and I can't quite something put my finger sinister. on it yet. You know, something sinister is going on here. Um, so we're going to move on. We wanted to, oh, you actually put it out on your Instagram. If anyone had questions they wanted answered, mm-hmm. uh, did anyone say anything? Um, yeah, the people wanted to hear us talk about Akatar because you, oh, right. you decided late last year that you were finally going to start reading embark on this journey and can we talk more about how i just started reading last year i listened to our podcast from last week and i think i mentioned that like six or seven times i'm i'm retiring it i'm a reader now i didn't just start reading last year it's over i think you need to clarify that you didn't just learn how to read because it sounds like (laughs) i've gone 34 years of my life without ever reading a book it's you finding your way back can you into believe reading. i know i'm gonna i so i started reading akatar because you were i so asked you to you asked me to and you just read like a psychopath and i was like i what is what is uh i gotta get i gotta figure out what's going on here and so i i read a court of thorns and roses and um surprisingly really loved it i got into it Kind of a weird first book to dive into, I think, maybe. But Mm -hmm. I think it was actually the right book. Because I didn't want to just read anything... um, What am I trying to say? Like a a standard thriller or a standard romance or whatever. I think it was actually a a great book to start off with. And it was very fun. And I couldn't put it down. I actually couldn't put it down. Yeah, you you read that one really fast. And you liked it. Yeah, and, and there it was, was the classic, like, oh, I love, like, this resand guy. I don't like this resand guy. Yeah, I loved that part of it because you kept coming to me and being like, oh, Tamlin is, like, amazing. I love him so much. <laughs> but were you like that, too, when you read the first one? Like, Yes. Yeah. Everybody. Right? So that's everybody the, is. That's what's kind of fun about it. If, if you're watching someone read it for the first time and you already know, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I, that was my first TikTok, I think. I, I it was like the second one I ever did. I said that I was reading Akatar, and I had I think like two hundred, one hundred, maybe like seventy five followers, right? And uh, I posted a whatever video saying like, "Oh, my wife wanted me to start reading this, so I'm reading Akatar. It's uh, loving it so far." Blah blah blah. Then just kind of put my phone away, and then like two days later, I was like, "Oh yeah, I made that video," and I went to check on it, and it had like a hundred thousand views. Right. And I was like, what the frick? And I don't know, not that I care about that kind of stuff, but I was like, 
That's crazy. People he really. He cares a lot about that stuff. <laughs> no, I don't. But people, uh, people so I was kind of like, man, people really care about this series. People love the series, but it was the fact that it was a man reading the series. Like, this is the thing. Like, we don't uh, ever see yeah. men reading these books. And so we get very excited when we see men reading these things. Gotcha. Well, I really liked it. And I thought it was a great intro into the fantasy world. And I've recommended it to a bunch of people who are just kind of getting started um, because it is a really easy read. And um, again, very enjoyable. I like I love the world building. I liked how she wrote. And then and, we, and then you moved on to book two. Yeah. And then I like the second one even more. I think the second one's my favorite one. And I should just say right off the bat, I've only read the first three. I haven't read Frost and Starlight or The Court of Silver Flames yet. Um, and I will read those. I've just kind of gotten to a point where I have so many other series and books on the list now that they have kind of taken a backseat at the moment. But A Court of Mist and Fury was so good. And usually second books are not great. I was actually just listening to Book Reviews Kill podcast uh, on their Friday Forge, and they were talking about how the second book in a series is usually the weakest Um, usually the worst. There's just something that happens there that no one can really figure out. It's very hard to write a second book. Um, But I think um, the Akatar series is a kind of standout where, in my opinion, A Court of Mist and Fury was amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. so far and above the best book in the series, from what I've read so far anyways. Wouldn't wouldn't another example of that be the Stephen King series? Um, yeah, that's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. Drawing of the Three was way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I think those are just like, there's a few you can obviously, um, you can you can pick out. But um, yeah, anyways, Court of Mist and Fury, just being in Valaris was mm-hmm. very enjoyable. I could just read a whole series of them, them just hanging out in Valaris, honestly. The I Cabin. Really the Cabin. See, that was so, The Cabin was my first real super spice moment and I remember when I got there I think it was if I'm remembering correctly it was chapters like 53 and 54 54 or 54 and 55 or something and I knew that going into it I was like okay I know these chapters are the ones that people are always like wait till you get here and so as it was approaching I was like okay okay what, you have what's, arrived what's gonna happen here <laughs> and it really was like oh my god like the they can do, they can write this and sell it at Indigo? <laughs> you know, I was like, just kind of blind to this world of uh, mm-hmm. spice. And um, yeah, just wait great. until you get to book five. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard book five is that's just basically porn. Fairy porn. Yeah. Yeah. It might make you want to get a headboard. A headboard? Mm-hmm. What's a headboard? For a bed. Oh, oh, like a headboard. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, <laughs> I, was thinking of, I don't know what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. But yeah, so Court of Mist and Fury was wicked. Just so great. I really... And then I know that they kind of lost you with Aquawar. Well, I liked Aquawar. I just felt like it was way longer than it needed to be. I felt like it kind of dragged on a little bit. It did. Um, and it wasn't... It, I was just not having quite as much fun with it. Um, but I did like the ending. And I, I mentioned this before, but I kind of was good i was like okay that was a good ending i'm yeah i'm happy here and uh you know she's still going sarah j moss is still going with the series i will continue with it but uh well it kind of switches from there like it the the little oh that's right because the quarter of of of, um silver flames is about uh Nesta. nesta right so yeah and 
I think like the next book after that will probably be from like Elaine's point of view. Like that's just my assumption. Oh, okay. Like it's not. I think at this point, Feyre and Rhysand will kind of become like. We'll see them throughout, gotcha. but I think the other characters are gonna. And I'm totally good with that. I, I think that, you know, as much as I love Resand and Feyre and, and all that, I think it's kind of like, played I want, its course. I want some Asriel. I want some Asriel. I want I want uh, some new characters to kind of dive into the love festival because, you know, I feel like um, once they kind of do the spicy thing once or twice, it's kind of like, okay, like, this is this is nice, but, you know, the the excitement and the build-up is gone and it's never going to be the same you know what i mean so i think moving on to new characters and letting that build again because that's the fun part right it's like oh what are they gonna yeah what are they gonna see each other naked so yes we know men men tend to prefer the chase is that right that's like a thing maybe that's a thing so hey there you go i'm fitting right into the uh the trope there even in real life men are like (laughs) "Ooh, this is like a challenge i need to you know gotcha chase the thing that i want the object of my desire and then once they have it they're just like all right i'm good now oh really i had it <laughs> well so yeah that's exciting so that's kind of a little roundup on akatar um excited to continue on with that series but i'm very grateful for sarah j moss and the akatar books because without them i maybe i might not be a reader right now i don't know that hit me just at the right time and that's just the tip of the iceberg too like mm-hmm. she's so I don't know if you like know this, but she has like her Throne of Glass series. Okay, which is the one that is apparently really hard to get into because the first book, like the first hundred pages, is just like info dump. Is that Throne of Glass? No, I would it... say that's Crescent City. Crescent City. Crescent City is the one. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, but all of her series, so she's got Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City, and it's basically like a multiverse. So they all interconnect at some point. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like Marvel. It basically is like Marvel for fantasy. Do you like that? Um, like, do you care about no. uh, different, like all these kind of connect? I- I've never given much I, of a shit about that stuff. I see people on TikTok who are so, like they analyze everything to like this crazy detailed level. And I just, just... Yeah. I want to read this story and immerse myself in the world. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, this is from this book and this yeah. is from this book and this connects this to this and this connects that. It's... Yeah, I don't fully care. Like it can be fun in the moment where you're like, oh, I get it. But, yeah. Uh, it's, it's such a But I'm also not going to like dissect every little inf- piece of information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did, were there any more questions uh, I don't know. from peeps? I was just going to mention, too, this is not to do with books, but I uh, recently bought the Criterion channel, um, and I'm really enjoying the Criterion channel. It's a world of movies that I used to be really into when I was in film school, and I hope I'm not coming off as, like, pretentious or anything like that, but, man, I'm just so, I'm so bored with Netflix and Prime and Disney and all these movies that are just the same and the same and the same. And so the Criterion channel has been a really fun refresher of these kind of art house movies, um, classic movies. And we watched Pillow Talk um, the other night together. It's a romantic 
comedy movie from the 50s with Doris Day. Is and it 50s or 40s? 50s, yeah. I think yeah. it's 1959. Um, so it's with Doris Day and Rock Hudson. And it was, it was so good. Great. Yeah. It, just, it was, so it was just so like, it just felt nice. It very much played out the way a lot of romance books do, which I love. Oh, yeah. It did. You can tell you, it was almost like watching a book. And you said that. And I was like, How, like, what do you mean? And then you was. So they, throughout the movie, the characters have their outer dialogue where they're, you know, talking to each other. It's enemies to lovers. Um, so they start out, they have, they share a party line, which I guess was a thing back in the 50s, where if you lived in an apartment building or condo building, you shared a phone line with multiple other people. Or even, I don't even think they lived in the same building, but they had the same phone number. So they hated each other because he was always on the phone and she needed to use the phone. And so they immediately wrote each other off. Um, but when they had their outer dialogue, they also had their inner dialogue. So you, it was them talking, but it was their their minds. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. There you got it. So I loved it. Like, you know, she would look at somebody and her inner thoughts, you could hear them. And I loved that because it, it's, that's very much how books are. Yeah, and it's funny too because you could, there was no real need for it. Like you could, you could tell what they were feeling. Yeah, but, but I it loved was kind it. of funny that they had to just be so on the nose in the uh, in the fifties. I loved it. Yeah, I also think that the way that the they shot the movie, it, it was, was just pretty. it was it was pretty, but there was just some really fun moments where they had like the split screen where they were in the bathtub, and and their feet were kind of touching each other. Their feet were up on the wall, but. The way that they had the split screen, their feet yeah. were like... Touching. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah, but. nobody knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was really enjoyable. Um, so if you're kind of... maybe I was just going to say, if you're looking for maybe like a bit of a content refresher and you just want to get into something different, the Criterion channel so far has been great. I also watched Breathless, which is a Jean-Luc Godard film that I used to love 10, 15 years ago. Uh, it's like a French romance movie. And uh, just the other night, I watched The Slumber Party Massacre, which is an 80s slasher movie. So there, there's a little bit of everything on there, and it's uh, it's awesome. Watch watch more romance movies. The Slumber Party Massacre is so funny, dude. Like, you know how 80s slasher movies are just, like, as much about the boobs as they are about the, the slashing? Mm-hmm. So this is, um, like, a quintessential one because 10 minutes in, there's, like, the the college shower scene. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And they're panning across all the girls in the shower. And like, as they come to each one, they just like happen to turn around, you know, cause they have to, Oh, of course. Yeah. And then there's one girl that doesn't turn around and the camera just like, for some reason tilts down to like show her butt and then just goes back up. Like that's the, <laughs> there's no point to it at all. It's, yeah. it's very, it's almost, it's kind of jarring, but it's, uh, it's, Again, quintessential 80s slasher movie for sure. I have so many, <laughs> so many <laughs> thoughts on that. Yeah, go. Tell me. No, well, it's just like, so I was telling Nick about this show on Netflix called... Oh, yeah. What is this? Sex, sex Life? I think that's it, yeah. And anyways, I was saying how in the first season, it was like this crazy thing that... I saw people across all social media platforms being like, you need to go watch this episode at this time and you're going to see the biggest dick you've ever seen. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And it is. 
You showed it to it's, me. And it's like it's dis- not even hard. It's like a soft, disgusting. it's a soft penis in a shower and he turns around and it's just like, whoa. Um, but yeah. then, you know, people are like, oh, how dare they show a man's penis? And it's like, they've been objectifying women's bodies in movies and TV shows for, for like decades. decades. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're we're starting to see, you know, penis. Some wiener. And like, oh, how dare they? I think that's also, it's, it's a product of... Um... The streaming services too and they're kind of not being really any rules anymore mm-hmm. more or less like i think companies can kind of make their own decisions to yeah change whereas before you know you had to follow the cable rules for the most part so oh yeah i remember but even still with the cable it's funny rules, too it was... because i think the first time i ever saw a penis in a movie <laughs> was <laughs> sideways Oh, yes. Yeah, he comes like running movie. out of the house yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like this tiny little penis that's like flapping in the cold wind. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this that's is not this is not sexy. And I'm like, now we're suddenly starting to get men who are being portrayed as like a sex object, very much like how women are portrayed when they're naked. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, and is it, is it great? Are you liking this kind of flip? I am, but I'm also like, there's like that brief moment where I'm just like, oh gosh, what do I do with my eyes? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't look at this. But then I'm like, but then you see women all like, look at any movie that has a romance or a sex scene. You get side, like even side boob or you see the, oh yeah, the cups of their, like the, even in like PG 13 movies, you know, there's yeah, generally speaking, something going on somewhere. You know, you get like the, like a hint a of butt, their butt. Maybe. Yeah. So well, I'm happy for you. It's it's it, times are changing. You're gonna times, get some, some the times are on changing. The yeah, girl. The internet also exists. If you, uh... I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think that's gonna wrap her up for episode three. Uh, real quick, what's a book you're hoping to get through before the next episode? Um, the one I'm currently reading, which is Heartless by Elsie Silver. Okay. And I guess I would just say, yeah, hoping to get through The Rosie Project. And maybe if I'm feeling ambitious, I'll get through Bunny, too. Um, but we'll see where we are next week. But that was Book Sniffers, Episode 3. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. And uh, uh, I'm going to unplug my mouse. And... We'll leave you with a sniff. Oh, yeah. Let's leave you with a sniff. What, oh, that's what I should have said. What are you sniffing? I'm sniffing The Rosie Project. I'm sniffing Heartless. Yes, sir. <laughs>